0: Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on many coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there. Welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about essentially holiday eating and managing social eating situations that you might have coming up. And really what ends up getting triggered during the holidays is you have the body image piece where maybe you're seeing people you haven't seen in a while, or you're being around people that are maybe difficult for you, you know, even if you love them, or maybe you're comparing yourself to past versions of yourself or other people just maybe feeling more on display and and pressured to look in a certain way. If that part is something that you're dealing with, definitely listen to one of my more recent episodes on how to manage a bad body image day. I have some skills talking about that. But some of the other things that we're going to talk about in this episode that come up during the holidays is really looking at the eating of maybe irregular foods or more abundance of certain foods around, you know, maybe some of the how do we conceptualize how these foods fit into our day. Maybe it's the day of eating, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you might be celebrating, or maybe it's the days after. And then also people and, you know, how do you manage people, situations, you know, whether that's comments that people might make about your body or food or whatever. So we're going to, again, break this into two parts. So first, I want to talk through a little bit more of that kind of eating and timing of your day, kind of conceptualizing that dealing with the abundance of food and then we'll move into the kind of negative food and body image talk. So when it comes to looking at how to conceptualize the eating on a holiday or like I said, maybe it's you know that people are bringing in sweets to work every day or what do you do with all the leftovers after your Thanksgiving dinner or are you getting together with people more and celebrating and having special meals? you know, all of this is probably occurring on some level for you. And so I always think about, I think when we're in a restrictive mentality, when we've had a stressed or negative relationship to food, we often associate that kind of specialness, that meal, the snacks, the happy hours, the parties, whatever, the desserts as too much. And, you know, that we need to prepare ourselves for that, whether it's, In anticipation, if you're skipping meals or restricting carbohydrates or working out excessively or not allowing yourself to not work out, whatever you might be dealing with to try to compensate with the anticipation, the anxiety, the fear that you have of the upcoming event. And then we also deal with it on the other side, the compensation the next day, the guilt that you might feel, the restriction that you might engage in to alleviate that guilt and discomfort that you feel from having eaten some of those foods or been around them. So we need to think about a couple of things at play. First of all, what type of compensation are you doing or attempting to do? Or are you thinking of all these foods as extra? And and what I like to tell my clients is that often, if you think about like a special meal out or a happy hour or a party, or maybe Thanksgiving dinner, for example, you want to think about how it fits into your typical eating pattern. So if for example, you're having Thanksgiving dinner at 4 PM, then and on a regular day you might eat breakfast, you might eat lunch, then you might eat dinner and and some snacks after dinner, then you wanna think about it as, you know, that dinner that you're having. You wanna still have breakfast, you wanna still have lunch, and then, you know, maybe the dessert that you're having with Thanksgiving dinner is something that you just conceptualize as an evening snack, or maybe some of the appetizers that you had before, they're conceptualized as an afternoon snack that you would have had before dinner. I think a lot of times we assume that because there's a large variety of food or that we're eating, you know, more than one meal at a time, you know, with the the appetizers or the desserts after, again, whether that's Thanksgiving dinner or a special, you know, dinner out with your family or whatever, that it's, it's so much more than. But, you know, the reality is, is that you know, ordering appetizers or again, snacking before, like this is just like a snack and a normal day and a dinner, just like a regular meal. Like you might feel that you're having so much more than usual when really it's like, if you're eating off of like really the same plate that you might typically have, you're just, instead of just having maybe say salmon, rice and Brussels sprouts, you might be having turkey, green beans and mashed potatoes and stuffing in a roll. Like the size of The mashed potatoes, the stuffing in a roll would maybe be similar to a pile of rice that you would typically have with the salmon rice and Brussels sprouts example. So it's not like it's this big special thing. It's just our brain assumes the more items that are available, like if you're going to a potluck, like you're still filling up a plate. You're still filling up a plate with carbs, proteins, fats. Like it's not, but but our brain, like, you know, exponentially multiplies a lot of these things because of the variety that's available or even the novelty if it's something that's out of your comfort zone or you feel guilty eating it's possible that you're really exaggerating that food in terms of its you know biological importance or difference to our bodies and how we might react to that so i want you to really think about some of those concepts when when you're going you know to these types of events is just how do they fit in your normal day if we think about you know appetizers or snacking beforehand in a meal and a snack like for dessert like how long are you typically spending and again how would that match up with your your current day and what that looks like and and trying not to really overcompensate and and to really just go ahead and fit it right in your normal day like you typically would and not you know skipping snacks or meals or making up for either on the front end or the back end of these types of situations so the other thing i think people flow into then is how do you deal with That negative food talk, body talk, you know, you're going to be at the holiday party or out to dinner with a friend that might say, oh my gosh, I've been eating so bad lately or oh, we shouldn't get dessert or oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate so much, you know, after you're eating with them and, and maybe you didn't or maybe you're afraid that you ate so much and then when they say that, it's really hard to hear. So I think what we need to remember is that we do live in a society where it's common to assign morality to food people who feel that it's okay to talk about their weights. And we have to remember that that is that own person's projection and perception of themselves, and that it's not yours to take on. I know that's easier said than done. So I'm, I'm definitely sending you support. It makes sense that it impacts you because what you're trying to do is countercultural. What you're trying to do is probably new to you. In fact, this person may even be Engaging with you in that way because maybe you guys used to put your own bodies down in the presence of each other, or maybe you went on, you know, similar diets or fasting or whatever. Maybe those were things that you both participated in before, and so you kind of have to train them that you don't really talk about that anymore. Or you're trying to do things differently, and and I think like how you approach that person really depends on like your level of trust with them, kind of how you're feeling. You know, do you have the emotional energy to deal with this and and to talk to them about this? you know, where are you in your healing process? How grounded do you feel? Are you in a place where, you know, it's really difficult for you? There's so much negativity and thoughts going and guilt in your own brain that if somebody else says something, you want to scream and, and leave the room, or are you further along in this process where where you can, you know, say something to them and and just kind of lay that out? Again, there's no right or wrong way to approach someone. But I think that, you know, thinking about your level of trust, like, do they know you well enough for you to share what you're going through? Or is this just a more surface level relationship that that you might just want to find another approach? But, you know, you want to acknowledge that you feel triggered, which is, you know, maybe you feel angry, maybe you feel frustrated, uh, maybe you feel neutral, maybe you even feel like kind of compassionate towards that person. You're like, gosh, I remember when I used to feel that way or, oh, man, it's a bummer that, you know, we're taught to feel this way about our bodies or food. But it's not your job to change that person's mind. And I think because it's a, a such a common narrative in our society that, you know, again, food is good or bad, your bodies are good or bad, let's, you know, I'll talk about that. It can feel lonely. You know, sometimes you feel like, gosh, am I really the only one at the table that isn't talking about how fat I feel right now or how uncomfortable I feel right now or whatever. And so again, I just want to acknowledge that it can be really, really hard. And also to try to take care of yourself because whether that's a support group or talking to someone you trust or you know preparing someone ahead of time if you know you're going to be in an eating situation and you wonder if they might act or behave a certain way or maybe you know your aunt always says something or is on a special diet and so you talk to your mom beforehand just so you can have that support so i think really just being proactive about that because your feelings are valid how you're feeling is very valid so a couple of different ways again you know your level of trust with someone the situation where you're at how you're feeling you know, one of the things you can do is just frankly ignore that person. I think that's helpful if you don't know someone very well. Um, For some reason, you know, again, people feel comfortable saying, oh my gosh, we're so bad for eating this or, oh my gosh, I feel so gross or whatever. It's like, I don't, you may not even know that person. So it's just interesting that we can t- say these types of things. So, you know, maybe you rarely see this person, you don't feel like it's worth it getting into it. Just, you know, ignore them, just kind of stare right back at them and, and that's just, or look away or whatever. And you know, that can kind of end the interaction. Sometimes if it's, you know, really hard, you might even leave the situation, you know, whether it's walking to a different table or finding an excuse to get up and move around, you know, and that's okay too. So could even, you know, go further to express a boundary, like especially if this is somebody that maybe you've told that you didn't want to talk about it or maybe somebody that knows you've been struggling with food or your body and is still saying these things, you might feel a need to be a bit more assertive and say, you know, happy that works for you. It didn't work for me. Especially if it's unsolicited, that can be really, really shaming. You know, if somebody's saying, Oh my gosh, I'm, you know, trying this diet, you should too, or whatever. It's it's very it really is very violating and, and personal. So it's appropriate to express that boundary. I'm happy that works for you, it didn't work for me. You know, I'm working on not thinking about food as good or bad. So it's hard to hear you say that. It's hard to hear you put your body down, it hurts my feelings, it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, when you say we shouldn't be eating this, I don't know what you mean, and it's just hard for me to hear. Sometimes you can if it's somebody you love and trust and and you want them to really support you on a regular basis, you could perhaps educate them and say something like, you know, I didn't know this either, but 95% of the time, you know, diets don't work. You know, that was my experience. Like maybe it's been yours. You know, it might be weird to think of it this way. It was for me at first, but, you know, food doesn't, you know, inherently have moral value. You aren't bad people if we eat quote unquote bad foods. We aren't good people if we quote unquote eat good foods. There's really more to food. I and mean, if they want to talk about it and, you know, get into it, maybe you have a couple references ready, a couple books, a couple Instagram accounts, a couple podcasts. You're welcome to send them to this podcast and my Instagram. Just kind of again being prepared. You can also choose to inspire. I think it's really helpful when you're a bit further along in the process and you might even say, you know, I used to spend so much time trying to eat and look a certain way, and all it did was make me feel terrible. I've really tried to stop worrying about it and I feel so much more balanced. Or I don't want you know my daughter to hear that, and so I stopped saying those things about myself. You know, I don't maybe like my body, but I don't put it down and I don't like people to talk about you know bodies or weight loss just never really worked for me. So you know, I've just kind of chose a different route of of just trying to eat food and, and live in my body and spend less energy on that. That can again be helpful when you're feeling really comfortable around the people you're with or or maybe even somebody that you've had some type of conversation with about this topic before, just really appeal to to them as someone else who've, you know, lived in the same society you have, the same things that made you susceptible to what you've been dealing with. You can also, you know, again, we know frustration and anger is one of the reasons. Like you're welcome to be honest. You can still be, you know, kind, but you can vent a little bit and say, gosh, you know, I'm so sick of everyone talking about food. You know, I used to think about it all the time and I'm trying to spend my time thinking about other things. You know, can we talk about something else? Um, You can also just change the subject yourself. But if it keeps coming up, you're welcome to you know be more direct. You can even just vent about you know I'm sick of you know people spending so much time you know managing their bodies and food. You know I'm just kind of over it. Have you ever thought about it? It's something you feel like talking about. So that could just be an invitation to be putting it back on someone else. What way did you find most helpful? I, I think you know really it's figuring out kind of your own style and how you feel about it. And again really almost like mentally rehearsing for some of these situations. So I think you can mentally rehearse in two ways. You know, you can think about, again, the food piece, how does it fit into your regular eating pattern and trying not to compensate, you know, before after. Obviously, it makes sense that if you're skipping things in anticipation of the event, that it's possible you'll be more hungry afterwards. Or if you primarily restrict your food intake, again, remembering that you probably are exaggerating the amount of what you're eating through the novelty and the variety that's available. And then on the back end, you know, sitting with that discomfort and guilt and, and trying to, you know, whether it's distract yourself or talk yourself out of it, but to just ultimately not perpetuating the cycle by, you know, compensating on, you know, the other side of things. I think we really owe it to ourselves to like prove that You know, we're able to like live our lives in accordance with what matters. And that's a lot of what I'm about when I'm working with people on this podcast on Instagram, because you want to stay true to your lifestyle. Like, if you have to, you know, manage some sort of perfect diet, or you can't eat foods that your family serves, or you can't travel without, you know, micromanaging what you're going to have and when you're going to eat, then, you know, ultimately this, it's perhaps that your diet really is kind of detracting from your health rather than contributing to it. And so, really, I think the goal is to like, Look at what matters to us and making sure that food and how we move our bodies and how we think about our bodies and how we think about food fits into that. And really, I think life is meant to be more like flexible, more free, more joyful. And also, you know, that that could be satisfying and, you know, healthful in so many more ways than meets the eye. And then, you know, just this last part how are you going to approach the people in your life? And, you know, how much time and energy are you going to put into educating them or inspiring them or? protecting yourself and, and your boundaries so again just think about what works for you and what's going to serve you the best in your journey but i hope you find some value out of this in terms of headed into the holidays and that maybe this year can be better than last year and that maybe next year can even be better than this year and just sending you all the support if you ever want to reach me you can find me on instagram at align nutrition you can email me at support at align and i'll talk to you more soon Definitely reach out if there's anything that you want me to be talking about to help support you through the next few weeks. All right, until next time. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.